This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Welcome to Edutech Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. Hey, welcome to Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. We're glad to be here. It's uh, another Wednesday and it's summertime. Um, Some changes up for the show today. Uh, David is uh, Henderson is still out. Um, this time he's actually ill. He partied way too much during vacation. <laughs> too much ice cream and too much sun. Uh, no, David's out. Um, he's got an illness. And unfortunately, we were hoping to have Kevin Hunnicutt today to do an uh, interview with us and talk to us about um, what he does and all of the cool things he does with Maker and all that kind of stuff. And ISTE, but unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, we won't have Kevin Hunnicutt on today. But it is... Uh, a good day, and I'm here, Jeff Madlock, and I'm here with Greg Moore. Greg Moore's here, so um, we're gonna give you a quick, uh, short show. Uh, you know, we say short show, but there's a good chance that yeah. you know we. There's no, you can never tell whenever we're gonna just go on for an hour or whatever and just not be able to shut up. That's exactly right, because we can start fighting with each other. That, that happens <laughs> often. So, <laughs> no. so uh, anyway, a couple things right off the bat. Uh, some stuff came down last week and then this week uh, concerning the Arkansas ISO Policy 7.16 which is uh, you know, concerning information uh, technology security. And uh, the Arkansas School Board adopted the policy, and it does add a few new things to it. Um, Greg handles most of that for us, and I, I hate that David's not here because David does handle it uh, quite heavily because he is the uh, technology coordinator for the cooperative area. So you know, he's got all of us schools under his umbrella. But um, uh, I, Greg, tell us some of the things that you think might be important changes or you know stuff that's happened with it uh for changes that's that's a good question um there's uh, there's a there's a fair number of things in in the document and it's i love that title 716 you know in the iso 716 i mean that's just super catchy or it does <laughs> catchy does we're gonna have that in songs for years you know the old iso 716 i have my ukulele here i was going to work on that on the side <laughs> while you're finishing that up i spoiled it for you yeah um I think I think schools have a tendency to react to these sorts of things in one of two ways. Either you're you're 
totally with the state and it's like oh yeah okay we've got we've got another one of these to adopt or you you sort of grumble whenever you get the whenever you get a a new one and i'll admit that my first knee-jerk reaction was okay what what do we have to implement now what do we have to change now um but after reviewing the document it's it's generally good stuff um it covers various aspects of it security uh from everything what you could disclose about student personal identifying information which has probably been in there forever to um wireless security stuff to uh network security for inside and outside the network um and i think it really it, speaking generally about security i think it's it it, it tends to to lean towards a, a good balance between security and usability but there are a couple of of instances where it goes too far in one one direction or the other and i think something that people both inside and outside the technology sphere think about quite often is is the the balance between usability and security is it's a it's a it's tricky to get right because oftentimes people who aren't in IT they, they they see security as like a light switch you're either secure or you're not secure you turn on the security and then you're you're magically secure or you don't have it turned on and you're insecure but security in the information technology sphere is is a lot more nuanced than that. It's it's a lot in the design of how you put things together, um, as well as uh, just your your general approaches and the way the way you look at the system as a whole. Um, yeah. So, you know, I noticed it was really funny when I took this to the superintendent's attention. We pulled open the good old state policy handbook. Oh yeah. And the last one we had was one page. <laughs> so this one has increased by three pages. Yes. That's, that's how I like to weigh out policies is exactly how many pages they take up. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, the policy is great. Um, if you haven't seen it, it is on a commissioner's memo. Um, I think the commissioner's memo... Uh, yeah, it's down here at the bottom somewhere. Is it somewhere. at the bottom somewhere? It's on the notes. The, the commissioner's memo, I think it's at the very bottom, actually. Yeah, there it is. It. It's memo RT-15-010. So if you want to check it out on the commissioner's memo, if you're here in the state of Arkansas and want to check that one out, uh, please do. I think it's shared on the sysadmin list also, so you can get a copy of it out there. Um, or if you want to, just uh, hit us up at EduTech Guys or me, Jeff Madlock, jeff.madlock at hpsdistrict.org, and I'll send you a copy. So uh, we can make sure you get it. But the state does have it out there. Um, they do want it followed, and there's some changes a lot of districts are going to have to make. We're going to have to make just a few small changes to mm-hmm. uh to meet some of the new requirements that they've asked for. But um, overall, I think it's going to be a, it'll, it'll be a good thing. I mean, you know, at least they have a plan. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. And having a plan is part of it. So uh, um, uh, shifting away from that, that's what's going on here in the state. It is summertime, so, you know, I know most of the techs are out there uh, fixing networks and adding access points and oh, doing yeah. inventory and cleaning up all that good stuff. Uh, just a little little teaser, um, you should start to look into uh, NFC, uh, <laughs> a little near-field communication stuff out there. Um, something else we'd like to hear from you for uh, about, um, what are you doing out there for student IDs? What's happening out there in the, in the world? Uh, let us know. Let us know what you're using for student IDs. Are you using barcodes? Are you using uh, near-field communication? Um, is that right? Nearfield? Yep. Yeah. Nearfield communi- so if you're using Nearfield that good computing. stuff, you know, how are you, how are you running your lunchroom stuff? That would be a great one to, to look at. Yeah. You got anything on that? Uh, I think, I, I think just, we're, I just look the, at Greg and just give him the, Hey, it's your turn. It's the ball. Oh, uh, I've got the ball now. What do I do with it? Yeah. So there's, 
there there are things to be done there. Um, and I think the uh, what the the real issue there is just the the logistics of the whole thing is is it is it really worth it? What are you actually getting out of your your security? I mean your student ID system. Are you where are you using it? Are you using it with just one thing? Are you using your student IDs in a couple of different places? Is it worth the trouble? And that's that's really um, that ties back into the are uh, the seven one six is. <laughs> the security is a balance. Security in the realm of, of the 716 document or in, with student IDs, is, it's a balance between usability and security. And yeah. I think a lot of the time, tech, techs have a tendency to go either way overboard or not quite far enough. We, we, it's very hard to strike a balance there. Um, I and, agree. And I think I think that's that's something that's worth discussing is, well, is know, what is it, the right balance. When it comes to security back in the old days. <laughs> and I would say old days, it actually is becoming fifteen years ago, um, when we put in the first A D here and when we started doing that and you know, in the nineties it was peer to peer. It really was. Yeah. Not, it, Word groups and all it, that good stuff. It, it really was. There was nothing else you could do. Um yeah, Novell was out there but ugh. <laughs> um, but you know, not that Novell's bad for those of you that are still using Novell. Get away from it. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, Novell was out there. But when we started doing that, it was interesting. The goal used to be lock it down as tight as possible mm. and only let people do what they need to do. Right. And, and it's funny, 716 actually kind of reads that way in a it few really places. Does. It reads is like employees should only be allowed to do what they need to do to do their job. But right. it, it's funny. It's the the disconnect between the state of our the DIS, the information systems at large areas, not just Arkansas, but mm -hmm. everywhere, and what's happening in the workshops and what's happening in the classrooms and flipped classrooms and the differentiation that we're making in classrooms. Bring your own device. Yeah, bring your own device. One-to-one. -one so, so it's really like, actually, we want to let you run in this field as crazy as you want to run in this field, and we're going to try to make sure that there's no potholes that you trip over and there's no wild animals to jump out and kill you as you're running through this field. Right, and that's that's the idea. Is it's like, okay, do we, and that's that's the sort of conflict that we're that we're in with with the whole idea of bring your own device and one to one. There's there's really a key sort of uh, an amount of freedom that's that to, in order to make that work, you have to give the users a certain degree of freedom on their own devices to make it theirs. Otherwise, it's it doesn't it doesn't really do what the whole goal of one to one is, and that's having people chase after their own solutions. Um, both students and teachers and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, and even even at the the simplistic base of this is the fact that we want to teach kids to be good netizens. I mean, that that's right. the key for us to do is to teach them that you're you're going to learn how to act on the network and in a work environment and in school and on the internet at school because when they get out of here, no matter where they're working, right? You know, being a good netizen. I'm using that word netizen yes. air quotes. Yes. Netizen um, is is important. So I think that's a really big deal. Um, as you know, um, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Uh, this is uh, Jeff Madlock and Greg Moore. We're here today talking to you. David Henderson is still out. Um, he is, actually has an illness now, and so he's just out. He'll be back next week, he promises. Uh, I think he has 17 IVs and he's in two CAT scans. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but he'll, uh, he'll be back as soon as he can. Um, so we're running a, an abbreviated show today because uh, we were hoping to have Kevin Honeycutt on today, uh, but that interview fell through, but he will be on in the near future, and we'll get some great stuff from him. Uh, so it was kind of out of the blue. So like I said, we're running an abbreviated show today, but um, we do have a couple topics to talk about. One of those that I wanted to bring up is, are you blogging? Is blogging a big deal? Um, yes and no. 
Um, it's always been a big deal. Um, I think it's interesting to blog, even if it's just for yourself. Um, just, just even just the the process of writing, whether that's on a blog or in, you know in a notebook or whatever. Journal or yeah, you know that's the interesting part about blogging is is that um, it's so easy to do at this point. Mm. I mean, blogging on the internet is is just a, a no brainer. There's so many free sites out there that you can set up a free site on. Uh, Tumblr, uh, T-U-M-B-L-R.com, Wix, W-I-X.com, uh, WordPress. One of our favorites. Wow. WordPress, if you don't know about WordPress, then you need to dig around that hole in the ground and pull your head out. No. <laughs> you need to really look up WordPress. That's a, That platform has grown to be to grown from a blogging platform yeah, to too. just a massive platform period it's it's a web platform yeah it's just about it it, it really straddles the line between a blog platform and a, and a content management platform it at does this point. it does it really does uh, more businesses are using it um there there are so many devs out there doing some crazy stuff with wordpress so that's wordpress.com w-o-r-d-p-r-e-s-s.com and uh, the good old favorite blogger uh, <laughs> b-l-o-g-g-e-r.com that's owned by google now um, in fact, you can use your Google login to create your blogger account, and it's tied directly to your uh, your Google account. Mm. So that's a really nice one to have out there. Um, you know, so blogging, yeah, you know, that includes podcasting. So you know, you you if you don't want to write it, you could always you could just, just talk about exactly. it. Exactly. You know, we like to hear our own voices, so maybe that's why we do this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you could do a podcast. Um, a key integral part of that is though, is that when you're ready to put it out there. It's time to hit the social media um, strip. You know, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Google Plus, uh, LinkedIn, um, Snapchat. Uh, Viv, Viv, is it Vine? Vine. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. there's Instagram. Uh, there's so many social outlets that you can start to you know get your stuff out there. Right. And it's funny. I don't think most people realize that you know you could do an Instagram where you post some pictures that link back to right. your blog. Right. The social the social media aspect is what brings people to your blog. And so often, you know, you see people who use Twitter and it's and in, they use it in a personal at a personal level where it's just like, okay, a little 140 character snippet of this is what I'm interested in, this is what's going on. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't take people anywhere. It's all right there within that social media sphere. Um, whereas where whenever you're blogging, whenever you're you're taking time to lay out your own ideas in a in a larger sort of long form writing or or podcasting sort of form the, the the social media sphere is what gets people it gets what gets it's what gets you an audience it's not the it's not the whole the whole shebang it's just the advertising portion yeah and and and, and that way it's it's actually targeted um right one day we need to get Cal Finley on here and, and talk about that i mean that's what he's into now is right. you know mining the you know your target audience right, and, exactly. and, and that's not all he's into he's into some you know if you're looking for somebody to build you socially, you know, that guy really knows how to do it. And it's interesting, why would we be talking about that in education? Because PR is PR. Right. And, you know, looking good with the community is looking good with the community. Yeah, and we are in the digital age, as they say. So, yeah, PR is no longer just the newspaper. It's no longer just the, uh, it's no longer just calling people up on the phone with, with a calling system. It's, uh, so much of it has moved to to Facebook and Twitter and that sort of thing. And if you aren't you aren't filling that sphere, somebody else is going to. So we, I think there was a service that we were looking at just recently uh, where they would actually build up your, your Facebook page and monitor your Facebook page for you for the district or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what, the, what that let's, company's let's name was. Let's give them a shout-out. Aptigee. Aptigee, that yeah. was them, yes. Aptigee out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, 
A-P-P-T-E-G-Y.com, I believe. Uh, really neat company. They're doing some really great stuff uh, to you know, make communications easier for uh, school districts. So you could check them out. They're out of Little Rock, Arkansas. I want to give them a shout out. Yeah, and just, just to give people a space to talk about um, and to, to interact with the community. Uh, it, because if the school district doesn't create it, it's still going to be talked about. Um, so it, it, brings, it brings the school district visibility. It's like, okay, where are we falling down? Where's, where are we not fitting in with the community? Where are we not filling the community's needs? Yeah, that's a really big one. I think that um, I think that's a, a, in the future is going to be even a bigger deal. A lot of schools can't afford a PR person. Yeah, and if you could, you know, take that and make it an easier job, for right? Some, a, someone for, for a secretary or for yeah, for but you know, if a principal could do oh, it, oh yeah, even or a coach or a band director or any teacher could instantly, you know, interface boom. with the community. Yeah, and there was a centralized place. I think that's what Aptigy does. Really, it, a put, centralized it place. puts it all in one place. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tell you what, you listen to radio.edutechguys.com. Uh, visit us on the web, edutechguys.com. E d u t e c h g u y s dot com. You can find a link on that site. Um, actually, it's embedded. You can listen to the show from there. Also, we want to give a shout-out to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com. That's who we're broadcasting through right now. Wonderful site, uh, wonderful company. Teachers, you can always broadcast your own radio show through Mixler.com, one hour at a time, for free. Can't beat it. You can have one for every classroom. Don't forget to listen to us each Wednesday at 3 p.m. this summer. And uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do right now. Um, we had a new intro song today from uh, Nick Flora. Nick Flora is a guy we all know. Um, local Arkansas guy. Great singer. Um, that song was called Presence of Greatness, and it was the, uh, was the, the intro tag to it. And uh, Nick had told me that I could use any of his music. I hope he meant that I could cut up a piece of it and use it that way. But um, we're I, going to be sued. I have I have that message in Twitter, and so I'm just going to say you said this, and this is how I interpreted it. Um, but I tell you what, uh, we're going to feature Nick right now in that whole song. Uh, this is Nick Flora, and uh, in the presence, uh, sorry, presence of greatness.
Radio.edutechguys.com. You're listening to us live from uh, Hope, Arkansas. I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm Greg Moore. And you're listening to us. Li- listen to us. Does uh, to all of us. Oh, sorry, yes. I was having a small seizure there. <laughs> hey, uh, that was Nick Flora. Um, really great guy. If you want to catch him on the internet, on the interwebs, you want to catch him at Nick Flora. I believe that's it. Is it? Did I get that right? On Twitter. On the Twitters. Uh, let me make sure I'm not telling you a story here. Yeah, at Nick Flora. That's N-I-C-K-F-L-O-R-A. I think he's booking shows for next year. Um, if you're looking for some great music uh, in the house, uh, he likes to do house shows. So uh, if you want to bring him into uh, your place and have him do a, a house show for you and your friends, a uh, back porch outside, if you're throwing a, a party during the fall or the, in, in the spring of next year, you want to take a look at Nick Flora. Um, hey, I'm Becker with Greg. Like I said, we have an abbreviated show today. Um, David is uh, David Henderson is out today. He's got an illness, but he will be back next week. Um, we had a hopefully we had an interview with Kevin Honeycutt, but uh, due to circumstances beyond our control, that kind of fell through. So hopefully in the new, in the uh, next upcoming weeks, we will have him on here in the near future. I'm just having a hard time today. My, it's, I'm, it's, it's allergy season. It's, it's, it's allergy season. Man, it's I don't know what's blooming, but it's awful. <laughs> it is really bad. So like I said, uh, it will be a shortened show today, so um, I'm going to drop out uh, a few nuggets of tech news here. Um, one, David had put in our show liner notes, uh, we, we try to have a little you know, table of contents, a, a rough list outline. outline to to go with. Um, uh, one is Apple Boot Camp uh, 1.5.4, it drops Windows 7 support. Yep. Um, End that, of an era. That is kind of an impact for schools. Yeah, absolutely. Since... As, as Microsoft tends to do, uh, it's sort of a, an in-joke that every other release uh, that Microsoft puts out of their operating system is, is you don't you want to steer clear of it. And so that, that held true with, okay, you didn't want to run Windows ME, but XP was okay, and then you didn't want to run Vista, but 7 was good, and that held true for Windows 8. Um, and so Windows 7 has been the go-to operating system for a long time now, and I can't believe it's been, gosh, how long has it been, like 10-plus years yeah. since it was released? Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so Windows 10 is just around the corner, and Apple, as they are wont to do, they're very aggressive with killing off old old stuff and pushing forward for the new. They 
They were the what, one of the first ones to remove floppy drives from their machines, and everybody went crazy about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they were the first ones to adopt USB, and they pushed USB. So they're yeah. they're always chasing that that next horizon. Yeah, um, which sometimes gets them in a little trouble. Oh yeah, there's it, there's always a, a fine balance between you know how 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 fast do you want to move forward and how long do you hold on to the old stuff. And so yeah, Windows 7 is being dropped from from boot camp, so you can't run Windows 7 on any new Macs at the very least. You know what's interesting is that since we'll stay on the Apple thing, uh, here at Hope we are. We're like what ninety eight percent Apple. Um, so uh, there was a news out that uh, the Apple sales for Apple Watch had dropped by ninety percent, and uh, yeah. so I mentioned that to Greg, and I know Greg. Greg reads every RSS feed known to man. <laughs> I so, have no life. So, no, he has a life. He just he's just a supercomputer. Sometimes when he's sitting there and I think he's asleep, then I think, wait, he's probably just rebooting. I'm uh, <laughs> So no, um, but yeah, Greg had a good, uh, a bit, a tidbit of information about yeah. that actually. Yeah. So so the the story went around all the blogs that you know the, the sales for the Apple Watch went dropped ninety percent over the past, oh gosh, whatever it was since it, since the last time they released figures, um, and the trouble with that is is those numbers aren't coming from Apple. Um, Apple hasn't yet to release any figures for their sales, which they usually do with a new product. They don't usually release sales information on their new products until a year or two down the road. Uh, so where these numbers are coming from is from an advertising intelligence company that uh, it actually indexes people's uh, email inboxes and it looks at sales receipts. And so that's, that's how they're getting the, the information. But the trouble with that is, of course, is it's a reasonably small sample size and it's whatever, whatever individuals have opted in or, as the case may be, failed to opt out. Yeah. Um, to this particular service. Yeah, such a small you know, waiting pool to get information Right, exactly. From. And so whenever all the sales were, were supposedly peaking, all, that, that all, the, all that particular type of individual who had subscribed or gotten opted into this particular service, they all came up in a big bunch. And then once they've got the Apple Watch, then, then that particular group of people, they aren't going to go buying a whole bunch more. So they've already hit saturation at that point. Yeah. Um, Plus, as everybody knows, Apple always releases new iOS stuff in the fall. New iPhones, new iPads, that sort of thing. And though that's still a couple months down the road, why would you buy an Apple Watch now knowing that a new one's probably coming out in like three months' time? So that, that, that's always the cycle. That Around this time of year, every year, all, there's always news stories going around. Sales for iPhone plummet. Sales for iPad falls through the floor. So that's, that's just the normal yearly cycle for Apple. Yeah, that is. And it... Uh, it, the numbers will look better in a year from now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then we'll know some real information. And, yeah. and heck, by that time, there'll be a new Apple Watch out. Yes, that's So, matter. <laughs> hey, you know what's really cool is um, uh, I always like to give you a little Google information out there. And uh, David reminded me that Camp Google Camp is starts July the 13th. And now you're probably asking yourself, what's Google Camp? Well, it's you whenever, definitely... It's whenever everybody goes and they, they, they do all this data mining for Google. You know? <laughs> they put all the kids in a tiny packed room and they, they search the web. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a sweatshop <laughs> for children to search the web. No, it's a, Google Camp is a pretty cool. It starts July 13th. You can find it on the web at camp.withgoogle.com. So um, I'll put that out again and we'll throw it up on the website if you're looking for it. That website's edutechguys.com. I also tweet, tweet, <laughs> tweet about it here in a second. David hates it when I do that. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'll tweet about it here in just a second. But, yeah, if you want to take a look at it, uh, camp is really cool. Um, it starts July 13th. 
This year, the they have an Ocean Week, a Space Week, a Nature Week, and a Music Week. So it focuses on science and the arts and that sort yeah. of thing. It's a STEAM thing. It's it, Here we go with STEAM. I mean, science, technology... Uh, Engineering, arts, and mathematics—is that what that stands uh, for? This I think is the first right. time I've actually ever heard that. Acronym. Steam. It's you like said, STEM. You said you said Steam, and I'm thinking the vi- the video gaming service. I'm That's like, what it is. Oh, and then you play. You use uh, the the cool magnetic hand to pull cars and oh, throw yeah, them at people. Yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, STEM is what we've always done: science, technology, engineering, right. and mathematics. That, that one I knew. Well, the new one is Steam because they realized they should add the arts in there. Right. And, and so then, now it's Steam. We put right. arts in there between engineering and mathematics. But yeah, if you want to check them out, they've got some great stuff. Um, if you're wondering about what it is, mostly it's for kids. It's geared towards kids ages 7 to 10. Um, anybody can participate. Uh, you don't have to register your kid your kid to do it. They can go to the thing and just you know go along with the whole stuff. It's free. So, you know, free is always good. Oh, yeah. If your kids are on the iPads or on the, the, the tablets or the phones or the, you know, the, the, the crazy box, then go ahead and let them get on there. Um it's going on, and they'll always they'll they'll have it so that there'll be an archive, so you can always go back if a kid misses something like one week they wanted to do that, but you were taking them off to uh, uh, get attacked Some... by a shark in North Carolina. <laughs> then uh, I'm just kidding, that was terrible. Uh... Um, uh, if you wanted to go to, to the beach, then you can always catch back up with it. Um, what's really cool about it is the people that they uh, they got together with. Who designed it? Uh, Google engineers, uh, Khan Academy, National Geographic, NASA, the National Park Service, um, tons of folks. The online safety stuff, you know it's going to be great. Google's going to make sure that oh, yeah. all of their links are beautiful and the whole bit. So you definitely want to check out camp.withgoogle.com. One more time, camp.withgoogle.com. Um, I tell you what we're probably going to do is I think we've... Uh, we've covered the, the, the basics. We're, again, we're, it's a short show since we, we lost half of our content coming up to it, and we lost David to help us pad stuff out. So we're, we had to roll with the punches on this one. It, it is what it is. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, hey, we want to thank you for listening to uh, EduTech Guys Radio. We will be back next Wednesday at 3 o'clock with a, a chock-full show. Heck, we'll go an hour and a half next week just to make up <laughs> for it. Um, uh, and I won't stutter as much. I don't know what's up with me. I think it's slept, sleep slept. See, I, yeah, sleep. It's the slept, slept distribution. It's a sleep deprivation that I'm having. Um, uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening to EduTech Guys Radio. Um, edutechguys.com check out the website um there's a ton of good blog articles up on there i'm sure david's probably writing one now about how we have to get jeff off the radio because he stutters too much (laughs) um uh, once again thanks for being here you're listening to edutech guys radio welcome to edutech radio Radio radio.edutechguys.com There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, 
make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.